What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. said, I seen you in here before. I said, I've been here a time or two. She said, hello, my name is Bobby Joe. Meet my twin sister, Betty Lou. And we're both feeling kind of wild tonight. You're the only cowboy in this place. And if you're up for a rodeo, I'll put a big Texas smile on your face I said, girls, I ain't as good as I once was I got a few years on me now But there was a time back in my prime When I could really lay it down And if you need some love tonight Then I might have just enough I ain't as good as I once was But I'm as good once As I ever was <laughs> Greetings and salutations ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to Chair Shot Radio Howdy partner Howdy Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt, and I'm joined today by the Commissioner, PC Tunnick, and Raymond Cash. Raymond, how the hell are you? How does it, my book, my good buddy? I'm doing great. I got five shots in my six shooter, my horse is gassed up, and my lady's ready to get rolled hard and put away wet. Well, let me tell you, Cowpoke, something. I reckon LeBron is closer to the cliff than we think, and that was the reason for that music right there. <laughs> well, I was, I was, I was, I, I was round back. I just got off my tractor. I looked, I looked at my beautiful horse, Patricia, and I told her, "God damn it, I think that LeBron feller." There may be something going on with him. That's not what you said to that horse. You said, That's God damn it, said. if you didn't have teeth, we'd be making love tonight. Chris, why don't you start the show? <laughs> Who said they got teeth? <laughs> I don't need no teeth. Shout out here to Grandma Gummy. You ain't lived till you had Grandma your gummy. Grandma Gummy. That's the name of the show. Grandma Gummy. There's not, a better, there's not a better line than that. I'm just saying, man, you ain't got to worry about teeth if... 
Well, do I really need to finish that statement? I think we all know where I'm going there. You don't, but I know you want to. No, no, I'm not. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This special edition of the three-man weave here on The Chair Shot brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot.com in conjunction with TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You wanted you wanted something to, to plug ChairShot Radio there, ChairShot Radio Network, and I got it. ChairShot Network. I, I was literally about to correct myself because I did fuck up. I said I meant to say in conjunction with Cheshire Radio, but thank you for pointing out my flaws and fucking me over. And yeah, so cool. But I would this like is... to thank Zach Delarocha for going out of his way to record that fantastic advertisement for us here at the Chair Shot. Thank you. Your sacrifice has been duly noted. Yeah, Zach didn't give me the permission. It was Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, I can't give nobody information for that band right now. Be honest. Word. Speaking of Zach's and Tom's, I don't even know how I'm gonna segue. But the bottom line is, <laughs> gentlemen, this is a code red here in the world of sports. Specific, typically, or most, most assuredly, the NBA. So I threw together, out, my brother. <laughs> I'm trying. Goddamn it, shit! Y'all caught me too late, man. Before I started drinking. Yeah, that's why I I hit y'all when I was sober and we couldn't do it until I started drinking, but that's neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is, I threw out the plat signal to my brothers. They answered the call, and now we need to talk about the possibility that this is an end of an era on The Undertaker, Triple H, Shawn Mike's side of the game. So what I'm talking about is that the Phoenix Suns eliminated the defending reigning, conquering NBA Finals champions Los Angeles Lakers last night. Definitively. Like, that shit wasn't even close. Oh, it was over by the end of the first quarter? Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think I made it to the second. I looked up, it was like 27 to 10. I'm like, oh yeah, we're done here. But all that being said, before we get into all of that, we have to see the floor. To our resident Phoenix Suns fan, Mr. Raymond Cash. Raymond, spit your game, talk your shit. I just want to say that there is a level of of pride that us Suns fans feel today for a number of reasons. Number one, um, one of the more underrated rivalries in basketball history is Phoenix versus L.A., but the reason people don't give it the credence it deserves it's because nine times out of ten we lose. But there are there is real beef between the cities. We're the two biggest cities in basketball and sports-wise in that corner of the world. Um, so, yeah, we've always been a little brother to the Suns. Um, you know, they poached Steve Nash from us. Um, Shaq has wreaked havoc on us. Magic did all those years. So, um, you know, the, say, Queensbridge shot with uh, when Kobe shot the air ball in front of three people and um, boy, run our test, hit the shot, which sent him to the finals, even though we were we were supposed to go that year. So much history between the two cities. So number one, beating LA is huge. Then Chris Paul beating his big brother and LeBron is huge. But people have have looked over us as a franchise 
for so long since kind of the disillusion of the seven seconds or less sons. Robert Sarver is a terrible owner. We we don't have a good coach. Um, James Jones isn't, isn't prepared to be a good um, general manager. Devin Booker is a scorer, but he's he's Sharif Abdurrahim of twenty of the twenty nineteen of the twenty tens twenty twenties. Right? He just it's empty numbers. Um, DeAndre Aiden is forever going to be remembered for being picked over Luka Doncic. All these things you hear, and then it's, and then Chris Paul comes over, and what Chris Paul's done, right? And we went in the we showed in the bubble that we got something there, and all season long we've shown that we belong at the top. And because of the way things happened, they gave us the Lakers, and we were the first ever in history underdog in a 2-7 seed being the 2-seed in a 2-7 game. So the level of pride, I feel, and they, they tried their best to make it competitive. Things, the, the kind of the basketball gods play was a little bit. Chris Paul getting hurt out of nowhere. Just, it, just, there was just a lot of conjecture, but ultimately the better team won. And injuries played a part, absolutely. But ultimately, the better team won. Hopefully, Chris Paul can get healthy and be ready for this uh, Denver series because I am worried like hell for the Joker. But I'm very proud today. It feels good to see something good happen in the city of Phoenix for once because it doesn't happen often. Yeah, Greg DeMarco been dragging them motherfuckers down for years, so good for Phoenix. Deservedly. They have been terrible for 10 years. <laughs> the blast busting it right now. I love you, Greg. I'm just kidding. There was that one weird Hornacek year where they almost made the playoffs. Yeah, but you know what though? That was that was one first and foremost, that was one hundred percent um novelty because we played three point guards at once. And then they want to double down on that, but they didn't want to they didn't give Eric Bledsoe the respect he deserved. Um and then they went and signed Goran Dragic, and Goran Dragic was like, I'm not no backup. And it just didn't work out the way it should have. But yeah, you're right. We, we I think we had the greatest record to never to, of to not make the playoffs ever. Yeah. Um, and that ain't really shit to be proud of. Like it's cool, but but it's funny because I was actually in I was living in Phoenix at that time, and that oh, city yeah, was right. com- was completely behind them. And I, I had an opportunity to kind of get to know a lot of those guys on that team, not on a intimate level, but I knew them well enough to be like, okay, yeah, I'm cheering for these guys, man. I hope they pull it out, but you know, whatever, whatever. It just didn't you work. Have, you have to remember this though. Every city has, it's like Houston forever be a football city. No matter how good the Astros do, no matter how good the, the Rockets do, Houston is forever going to be a football city. Even when we didn't have a team, we were still a football city. Certain cities are that, right? right? Like New York is a baseball town. No matter how good anybody else does, it's about the Yankees. It's about the, it's about the Mets. Well, maybe not the Mets, but the Yankees, right? Phoenix is a basketball town because the Cardinals have not been good for a long time, with the exception of recently in the past, off and on in the past 15 years or so. And the Diamondbacks had one good year. Phoenix, Phoenix has always been a basketball town because it was for the longest time it was the Suns and nobody else. So when the Suns are good. In that city, in the entire valley, shout out to the valley jerseys, in the, in, in the entirety of the Arizona populace, we are a Suns. When the Suns do well, Arizona stands up. To be fair, like I said, I, I've, I've lived out there. I don't think that Phoenix is a sports town, period. But I will say this. Probably not. When the, when the teams are good, especially the Suns, but also the Cardinals, also the Diamondbacks, the Coyotes, yeah. But yeah. n- not only will the fans show up 
they will show out and they will yeah. full throatedly give their to support to the teams when they're doing well. That's just kind of what it is, you know. Because if they're not doing well, there's a lot more things going on in Phoenix. It's That's always sunny. Yeah, it's Phoenix a lot of other things going on. We have the same on. ills yeah. that Miami does without the beach. We have the same ills. So it's like, why would I go to a game when I can? It's 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 great. It's great all the time. Plus, Phoenix is a big resort city, mm-hmm. right? So like, there's a lot of retirees that move to the Phoenix area to enjoy their time because when you're old, you want to be around some heat, right? And it's so, a transient uh, city. So most of the people that live there aren't from there. So their yeah, so their fandom, if they do have fandom, is somewhere else, you know? That's why Lakers that's why when we play the Lakers, half the arena is full of LA Lakers fans. Now before we get to LeBron and the other side of this I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to remind everybody to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. I was looking over the t-shirts before because Chris is going to owe me one after the Bucks net series. But <laughs> but we also appreciate all your listenership. ChairShot Radio Network right there on the ChairShot.com where we encourage you to enjoy your day the ChairShot way by always using your head. We'll be right back. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back to ChairShot Radio, ladies and gentlemen. I am Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Nope. Joined in this special three man, emergency. Three man weave. Three man weaves. Three man weaves. God damn it! I was not, getting there. It's not Chair Shot Radio though. I was getting there. You said welcome back to Chair Shot Radio. I know that I was going somewhere and you fucked it up. I clearly. Yeah, I had something going, but and you, you fucked it up. You lied to the people right away. I don't give a fuck what I said. I was going somewhere, man. Where we going? I had somewhere and you fucked it up. You're gonna get pulled over. You're going way too fast. To I was about to say, joining us on this special edition of Three Man Weave with my brothers, then you fucked all that shit up. Yeah, you but know what? that Fuck still it. doesn't. I'm not doing it. But that still doesn't mean it was still not Chair Shot Radio. We're on Chair Shot Radio, motherfucker. No, we're not. Just we're on, let the, me do shit. We're on the Chair Shot Radio the Network. We're on the Chair Shot Radio Network, though. That's different than Chair Shot Radio. I mean, am I wrong, Ray? So LeBron. <laughs> you ain't getting involved. Settle down. I thought you were Peter, drinking already. I thought you was already drinking. Peter Chickless Tunney. I had some place I was going. You fucked it up. No, Fuck what I was talking about. Nah. I've got a lot of thoughts about the Lakers right now, but Peter I want to go ahead and works. let you get in here, Principal Charles. Go ahead and get in here because I got a lot of thoughts about the Lakers, but go ahead and right. talk, man. Say words since All you're right. going to fuck my shit. I will. I will. Uh, I want to I wanna welcome everybody. I was trying to be disrespectful. I want to welcome everybody back to the three-man weave special on ChairShot Radio Network. Shut up. Shut up. How about don't step on Mr. Velvet Pipe shit when he's doing things? How All about right. that? I'm sorry. I will not interrupt you again. Please continue. No, no. I want to hear your thoughts about the, the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. All right. Can uh, I say how much I missed this? Can I say I missed this? You got to think about the fact that when you include the playoff games that LeBron has played in his career, not only is he 36 and had the number of seasons he's played, but it, those playoff games equal like three and a half, four other extra seasons where he's playing 40 minutes a game, right? Now, 
I'm glad that he has done the job to take care of his body and given us this long of entertainment on such spectacular basketball player, right? In my opinion, one of the top three basketball players ever. But I think he needs more help than ever. AD was in the street clothes. AD was hurt. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, I, I think the end is near. I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron up and left. Ooh. He's not going anywhere because he still wants to play with his son. So he's going to yeah. hang on. And he's so smart as a basketball player that he's still going to be effective. Because truth be told, the decline has been happening for the past few years. I saw it when he first came back to Cleveland. And that first series with Golden State and Draymond Green was catching a fair one with him. I said, okay, that athleticism is starting to fade because there's no way in hell. And I love me some Draymond, but there's no way in hell that Draymond should have been able to catch a fair one with LeBron. But this Lakers team, I want to talk about this for a little bit. Obviously, injuries played a huge factor. That's why they were in the play-in game. We all know that. This team, though, is was constructed very oddly. And to be fair, one of the dirty little secrets of the NBA is that every single team that LeBron has ever been on has been constructed very oddly. But the difference with this one, obviously the age and attrition comes into play. We talked about that earlier this week. But they didn't have any shooters. Mm -hmm. This team had absolutely positively no shooters. And for in order for LeBron to thrive, you have to have some shooters on the floor with him that can stretch the court and allow him to go and do his thing. Now, I think what the thinking was with bringing Brow in there, and we're going to get Ray in here on this one since he wants to defend this Mellon Farmer, a.k.a. Street Glows, the thinking was as LeBron started to fade, Brow was supposed to be that guy to kind of pick up that slack and take those rings. And Because LeBron is always going to be effective on the basketball court. He's just that smart and talented of a player, right? But Brown was supposed to pick up that slack, or Brow rather, was supposed to pick up that slack. And to be fair, he has been injured this year, but maybe that's a trend. Maybe he's just injury prone. And when he is out there, he's not as aggressive as he needs to be. He has a particular set of skills, and it's a very unique skill set. I don't know if there's another player in the league that has his particular skill set, but it seems like when they need him most, he kind of comes up short. And he's maybe not that guy. And I think we we automatically put him in that type five conversation just because we know how good he can be. But what has he really shown that he belongs in that conversation? So a lot to kind of jump in here. So first off, let me say that, yes, LeBron has been declining for a while. And I think why a lot of LeBron fans and con and consequently a lot of LeBron haters kind of get on him about that is because while he has expanded his range, like he is, he is a legitimate three-point shooter at this point. Like his, his three-pointer is, is on point. Whereas seven, eight years ago it wasn't, he hasn't taken the challenge to go to the post and and no, he's he's pretty legit with three now. But he hasn't he hasn't taken the he hasn't taken the challenge to go to the post and get easy buckets because he's scared of shooting free throws, because he knows he's not consistent. And that's what will help ease his decline. So that's a disappointing that's a disappointment from a from a fan perspective. When you bring in Anthony Davis, you're spot on. Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard are in the same boat to me in that they're overly talented. Um, when they're in the perfect situation, they nobody looks better than them. But when they are left to their devices, when they are over a team, when they are the be-all, end-all of a team, they do they do not do well. That's just what it is, right? Um, Kawhi Leonard's when Kawhi Leonard hasn't had 
another guy leading the team with Tim Duncan or Kyle Lowry, you see what happens. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, we can't do that, man. Come on, Ray. We can't do that. Kawhi Kyle Leonard wasn't... Kawhi Leonard... Kawhi Leonard wasn't the reason that they won that NBA Finals besides injuries. I didn't say that. Besides injuries. I didn't say that. What I said is that there is a big difference between being the best player on the team and being a leader of the team. Kyle Lowry was the unquestioned leader of that team. That team played like Kyle Lowry plays. Right, but... They don't play like Kawhi does. That's a little unfair considering he was just traded there, right? It's not like he'd been there for so long. And when he came into San Antonio, you're obviously underneath Duncan. You're not the that leader. And and no one is a leader on that team that's a player anyway because Pop is the leader of that team. So I, I take you... I get what you're saying, but I just, you know... There's a level of truth to what you're saying, but I think the proof is in the pudding. The Clippers are flailing because they're playing like their best player. They are no. playing to the there's no chemistry because they are playing they are teams often play like their best player or their leader leads them to play. And but that's not the conversation. Um I brought but I bring them two up for that reason because Anthony Davis, people say consists top five because he has all he is Kevin Garnett in this generation. He is he has all of the tools, but there are injury issues. He is very much a durability issue. He was in he was in um, New Orleans. He is now. It is what it is. Um, he stepped up to the plate last year because he did take the reins from LeBron a little bit in that playoff run and said, "This is me." I remember the Kobe shot when he won the game. He he has stepped up to the plate, right? But you're right. There is a consistency issue there. The Lakers are constructed weirdly because number one, there aren't any shooters, but number two, they took a lot of chances on people that aren't proven. They put a lot on the line to go get Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder is a very good backup point guard. That man's running 35 minutes. He's not built for that. Just is what it is, right? You got KCP is a great piece, but he's a secondary piece. But you got him out there playing major minutes. You got Markeith Morris out there playing major minutes. You went and got Andre Drummond, who can't score a bucket. When you got Marcus Gasol, who you brought in, who you know knows the game, runs any offense you want, and doesn't need any, any touches. But you sit him down. For Andre Drummond, it's just it, it was Frank Vogel did not do a good job coaching wise this year, in my opinion. But when it comes back to Anthony Davis, only reason I want to defend him is this: you cannot help who you are. you cannot help injuries, right? You cannot help the fact that your body fails you. You can change your tra- you change your training regimen, you can do better things. But there's no training regimen in this world that's going to stop a stop a torn groin, and you can't do anything about that, right? So. so- I apologize, man. So let me oh, ask yeah. you this. Yeah, there's no, yeah, touring glory. That shit's tough. Yeah. Point blank, period. Like, but before that, mm-hmm. and, and to yeah. be fair, we don't know if the groin has been torn this whole time. Cause I mean, him and LeBron, they've been, you know, they've been part timers this whole season. So we don't Absolutely. know. That might have been an issue this whole time. But before that came out, his productivity, especially compared to Aiden. Because that's what I thought was going to ultimately sink the Suns. I thought I didn't think Aiden would be able to do this consistently, but Aiden, he outplayed the Brow this entire series, injury so, or no injury. Can I be psychological for a second? And I don't I, just just bear with me. The the best the reason Anthony Davis kind of ascended to be a great player, he ascended to be the number one pick in the league, ascended to be a superstar, and all this is because Anthony Davis grew eight inches or so between, like, 10th and 11th grade or whatever it was. So he was a point guard his whole life. 
I think it was like 11 and 12th grade, and then he shot up yeah, his senior year. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? So he was a point guard his whole life, which is why he has the skills. He got some handle. He got a shot. Why? He's not a big man, but he's forced to play a big man role, which is why he's best as that stretch four. I know, yeah, and you're right. It is all, it, ultimately, you, ultimately you, you, there's excuses are plenty, right? I get it. Excuses are warped and rusted tools. Usable monuments of nothing. I'm with you on that. If LeBron was still whatever age he was in Miami, God damn it, he'd be in the post dominating like he did down there, but he can't do it anymore. That's that's the problem with these big guys is they don't want to go in and put in the work and sacrifice for their team. Facts. Well, and the problem is bring... Le- LeBron doesn't want to be in the post because he don't want to take that punishment because it's hard to play it's post. Well, he's 36. He wants to keep playing. You know, what I'm hearing is the Lakers were feeling themselves after last year, and they didn't put as much work in over the offseason and into this season that they that they were supposed to. They you sound like a talk in. sports radio, man. Be but, quiet. But, say but say words. Right. What the <laughs> fuck is this? Like, what they, the fuck are we doing here? They didn't put any work in on a 71-day offseason. Hey, man, yeah. just things that, I'm hearing. I'm you want to argue do. with you want to argue with the people I'm hearing it from? You can argue with them. No, I'm, I'm saying, saying I'm sure that's right, by the way, I'm sure there's truth to that. But I, I apologize, Ray, but I said this on our previous chair shot. I said, what, the season ended, what, in September and they were right back in it in November. Like, that's a very quick turnaround for a veteran laden team. And it is what it is. That's well, a lot. I, agree. I mean, look, look what's happening. Three of, of the four. The final four. Yeah, three of the four. Yeah, all out of the final four. The only Melon Farmers that made it to the second round were the Denver Nuggets, and they're holding on by a thread right now because they're yep. dealing with some catastrophic injuries as well. Yeah, like that's got to be taken into consideration, especially considering how intense the bubble play was as well. So not only was it a quick turnaround, but that bubble play because those guys had nothing else to focus on. What no girls? What no kicking it? What no nothing? There was all no they had to focus on was basketball and i felt like that was the best stretch of basketball i had seen in years and that shit was intense as hell like there's a lot that's a lot man to turn right back around and do it again so what does the window look like now for lebron james and the lakers okay what what do you see right i mean i can see lebron being as good as he is at when he's healthy this season for two more years i give him a two-year window that's it and AD needs to get his shit together, and they need to get rid of some of these guys that don't fit and, and bring in some other pieces. So what do you guys see as their window, LeBron James and the Lakers, right now? Well, if we're speaking separately as as, as separate entities, LeBron James, can, he can play another six years if he wants to, but he's only got another year or two as a superstar. He If he can, if he can accept kind of that Carmelo, Vince Carter-esque no. role where I'm still a major part of the team. He won't. And I still maybe run things, but ultimately you guys are the leaders or you guys are the best players. If he can accept that, then he got a long time to go because he's never taken a decline where he's taken a step back. He's never done that because he's never had to. If he can do that, then yeah, he can last as long, he can last as long as he wants to play. But I think I'm with you one or two more years at superstar level with rest and things involved. The Lakers... It depends on it depends on what happens this offseason, because they there's a reason why everybody's free agent damn near except for AD and LeBron and I don't know, but they really need to revamp. And I'm not with I'm not with this other's belief that well Damian Lillard's gonna come to the rescue or we're gonna go get Steph. No, build your team correctly, dog. Build your team inside out. Like you lost the two people that you that you lost that that you were able were never able to kind of uh, replicate were. You missed what you got from Rajon Rondo, and you missed what you got from Dwight Howard. 
right? And I believe that Montrez Harrell can play that role, but I don't know if he got hurt. I don't know if he fell out of the rotation. But homie did not play the same way he did last year when he was the sixth man of the year. That was a major big thing because they spent a bunch of money on, on homie to bring him over. So you need to be smarter. You need to go get shooters. You need to get a more diverse team. You need to get a point guard that can run the offense because LeBron shouldn't have to be the point guard for this damn team. And yes, it ultimately none of this matters if Anthony Davis can't be AD. So yeah, there's there's a lot harping on it. And Frank Vogel ain't the guy for this team. It's just it's just what it is. No diss. He's not the coach for this team. He's not. He's going to get fired. Jason Kidd is going to be implanted as the head coach. And I know Tunney's going to roll his eyes when I don't he think he's the guy either. That. Yeah, I don't think he's the guy either. But that's what's going to happen this offseason. You know, that, I'm not saying I'm saying now it's funny because I, I agree with both you guys, man. LeBron is so talented and so smart that he'll be able to still be an effective player and a superstar and, you know, top 10 in the league. Do I think he's the best player at this point? No, I think Kevin Durant is finally taking that belt. And I hope Kevin Durant hears this because he'll be so excited about that. Cause you know, that's been his insecurity for the past, like five, six years. He's always he, number two. <laughs> we, we might fuck around and be able to get him on three man wave. If he hears this. So somebody float this to KD hit the burner account, but I'm going to throw something up. I'm going to throw something out there for y'all. We're recording this on a Friday. Clippers are on the brink of elimination versus the Mavericks. That game doesn't start, I think, till 9, 9.30. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing this out there. And I don't know the salary cap ramifications. I'm not intelligent enough to understand how that shit works. I am, but I don't give a shit to understand how that shit works. Kawhi Leonard never signed his extension. Theoretically speaking, he could opt out and be a free agent this year. Now, Tony, you and I, we had this conversation a few years ago, if you recall, when people were saying that he when he was going to leave Toronto and go to the Lakers. And I told you, no, that's bullshit. That doesn't make sense. Why would he go to a team when he just led a team to an NBA championship? Why would he go to a team and be the third wheel? That didn't make sense. And you looked at me like I was crazy. But lo and behold, he went to the Clippers, right? Just just, yes or no, just real quick. Uh, no, that I don't, happened. Don't, okay. believe that conversa- his- don't believe we had that conversation, at least from my perspective. No, we did, but okay, you know, we fuck with you. I, I'll about. go find the audio. That's fine. You won't. No, go find. Not it's, it. wasn't even audio, man. This was like text oh, message. Okay. Like now, this, yeah. Sure. Yeah, okay. Either. Now, 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 everybody believes you. <laughs> fuck you. That being said, this shit happened. But no. Fast forward a few years, man, and situations have changed. So similar to how I told you guys the way that Brooklyn could work with James Harden, James Harden rather acquiescing. And being the facilitator of that offense. Yeah. Kawhi got to be fed up with the Clippers. Win, lose, or draw. I could see a scenario where perhaps he goes to the Lakers with LeBron James taking on that James Harden role, strictly facilitator, and acquiescing to the brow and to the mute. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I'm just kind of throwing that out there. Because clearly... There's some shit that needs to be done here with the Lake show. I, I agree with you, and I disagree with you. I disagree that he would go to the Lakers. I agree with you that LeBron is best served for the rest of his career to be the facilitator and a guy who's off the ball defending and not down in the paint and, and running himself through brick walls ten times a night. So I agree with you there. So, yes, I'd rather him facilitate from the post, but yes, he, absolutely. Anyway, I, I don't like to say no way in hell in sports because 
clearly anything could happen. There's no way in hell Kawhi goes across the hall. I just don't see it. He'll well, he'll go somewhere else. He he's an LA kid though. He's a California kid, and those melon farmers don't typically like to leave home. You know what I mean? Well, fair if, enough. If you've heard some of the other things, Dame looks like he's ready to leave Portland finally. He should be. God damn. So, and I heard that the clip, the Clippers aren't even out of the playoffs yet, and they've shown interest. Uh, another place that's shown interest is Golden State. I mean, that's where Dame is from. So it'd really be yeah. interesting to see where he goes. I, I really think, and I, I, I know y'all hate when I say this stuff, but I, I really think Dame is built for MSG. The Knicks are although also in talks, but why would he want to go to the Knicks? That's like just crossing the country to play with the same group of people you're playing with in Portland. You might as well just stay where you are. I hear what you're saying, and that's there's very there's a lot of truth to that. But I think the differences are one, they got cap room, so they can go get somebody else to bring them in. Two, the world's most famous arena, and every night, look at the this this Knicks team, keep it a buck wasn't that good, and they were the talk of the NBA because anything good in that arena is great. And number three, you will hit the biggest issue. Dame got that same issue that KD got, that he's always number two. You go to Madison Square Garden, you are the most talked about player in the league behind whatever's in Brooklyn, behind LeBron and Steph, and sometimes maybe above them, just because you got on that that blue and that orange. I appreciate what Julius Randle did this year. He is an he's a, he's a solid second option. He's an elite third option. He's not a first option Facts. guy. The most important Facts. person and the reason the Knicks had a winning record and made the playoffs this year was because they yeah, had gross. a really good head coach. They had an unbelievably oh. horrible record against winning teams and they beat the crap out of all the other bad teams because they were disciplined you're that's right but that's that's the same problem that's why it's going to be hard for them to get free agents in there because Thibodeau he's this generation's Doug Collins yeah he's going to bring you in he's going to turn the culture around and y'all going to win a lot of games but he has the reputation of wearing his players out so that's why it's going to be difficult for them to recruit. I mean, they'll, I'm sure they'll get some people in the offseason because they did win and people are going to be excited and it's the Knicks and everything that y'all talked about. But And Thibodeau's an excellent coach. But again, yeah. he's this generation's Doug Collins. Remember what Doug Collins did with Grant Hill? That's Thibodeau. He, that's what he did with Jay, Jalen Rose. No, you're Not right. Not Jalen Rose. Derek Rose. Rose. I beg your pardon. Shout out to Jalen. But y'all know right. what I'm saying, though. But but number one, all those guys still will kill themselves. Like Derrick Rose still killed himself for Thibodeau. So number one, that shows that there's something about that guy that people love. Number two, he, he he's coached that way. He and that's who he is. But because the personnel he's had, he has like he had to run eight people because everybody was hurt in Chicago. They they weren't they didn't have a lot of talent in in New York. So he had to run that. If you get superstars and you're able to get to the point where Julius Randle's your third best player. When Julius Randle was in the MVP conversation this year, then then you know it's a little different. One more name I want to throw out there for either New York or LA, Brad Bill. We'll see what happens with him. He's definitely getting up there. Um, we talked a little Washington earlier in the week. We're going to take one more break here real quick, and we're going to assess the Clippers-Mavericks end of this series. Can someone win a home game? I don't know. We'll be right back. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling Make sure you check it out, thecheshire.com Thechairshot.com Always use your head Welcome back to this special 
911 edition of Three Man Weave. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt, as always, joined by the Commissioner PC Tunney and my brother mm-hmm. Ray Cash. We're talking mm-hmm. a little NBA playoff basketball. And speaking of NBA playoff basketball, we have a game this evening. It is game six, I believe, between the Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Clippers, which the Clippers are the most schizophrenic team in all of basketball. Luka's a little hurt, but they were able to pull it out last game to take a 3-2 lead. Ray, do the Mavericks wrap it up? Does this go to seven? And what do you see the future for whichever team you think comes out of this series? The the Inglewood Clippers, soon to be the Las Vegas Clippers probably, or the Seattle Clippers. They they got to get away from L.A. Um, yeah, they're done. They're going to implode. Um, there, it's just not a good, it's just not a good mix of of personalities there. It's just not. And Ty Lue is a really good personality coach, and he just can't get it together. Um, so they're gonna implode. Um, the things that Luke has been able to do with his injury is mind boggling, because you know the kids. Are, the, when the kid was healthy, he was he was treat. Pat Beverly can't get on the court. You know what I'm saying? Pat Beverly was like first team all in all defense a couple years ago. So yeah, I think the Clippers are going to implode. I think Dallas is finally going to win a home game in the series and be done with it. And I think you're going to see some type of blow up situation, to quote Jamie Foxx, in the Clippers locker room. And I gave this prediction on this show a few weeks ago, but I believe that Luka is on his LeBron and 08 moment and is going to drag that sorry-ass Dallas team to the finals because nobody can guard him. And Draymond Green made the most astute um, observation about Luka when he was um, sitting in on Inside NBA or on TNT on, on the studio show. And the most the most interesting thing about Luka is this. You know the dude ain't a great shooter, but he makes shots. You know the dude is a fantastic passer. He's a really good rebounder. He's a big dude. But what's most, imp- what's most interesting about him is he plays at his pace. And he forces you to play at his pace. So he is not going to do anything on that court he does not want to do. And there are not five people in the league that can do that, and which is why nobody can seem to guard him because he's going to do what he wants to do, whether you're going to let him or not. So if Chris Stapps Porzingis can actually remember he's seven foot four, <laughs> then, you know, they're ready to go and they're going to play, if they win, of course, a very unfortunately vulnerable Utah team to me because like Utah is a great defensive team, but if one guy's breaking them down, you know, I think they're vulnerable. So we'll see. That's an interesting point regarding Luca because he's not the most athletic melon farmer in the world. Not at all. And and his pace is very deliberate, but he's able to do exactly what he wants to do which baffles me from time to time when i watch them play but it is what it is it's funny it's like when you go to the y let me comment on that real quick because what you just said it's like when you go to the y or you go and play at the park and this old this old guy's just whooping your ass he's got old school moves he's got old man moves he just knows how to and i'm not saying he's old man and i should put it in a better way he knows how to use his body and I think that's an art that is so lost in the NBA that it's fucking ridiculous. I don't know. It's hard for me to even watch NBA basketball, to be honest with you. No one boxes out. It's fucking no. atrocious. Sorry, Chris. Keep going. 
No, man. Well, that's the AAU culture, man, because nobody gets fundamentals anymore. But that's another conversation for a different time. We can have that conversation this summer because I got a lot to say about AAU culture. But, Tony, I want to throw it back to you real quick, man, because something that I said previously on this week's weave, when the Clippers are hitting their threes, they look like the best team in the league. When they're not, they're the Clippers. Right. So, Tony, what's going to happen, man? What say you? Well, you're right at that point because Dallas is shooting 40-plus percent from three, and the Clippers are shooting, like, barely over 35, like 36%. So that's been the difference in the series. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers won tonight and won the series at home. I wouldn't be surprised if the Mavericks won tonight. I would be surprised if the Mavericks lost tonight and then won in L.A. But I got to tell you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Neither of these teams are beating Utah. And Utah has bodies to throw on Luka, Royce O'Neal, Bojan. You can put a smaller uh, Mitchell on him to frustrate him a little bit. And the key that Utah has, Rudy Gobert is one bad motherfucker underneath on defense. Multiple defensive player of the year. That's a guy you could even throw on him if you wanted to. Utah is the best looking team in the West right now, from my perspective. And this is what pissed me off. Ray, I love the Suns. I literally want to see a Suns-Nets finals because I think it could be the most fun series. But this is what pisses me off about what y'all Mellow Farmers did because I clearly can see a path. As much as I hate to say it, as much shit as I've talked about this team all year, I can see a legitimate path. And I ain't saying it's going to happen, but I can see a legitimate path with the Utah Jazz make the NBA Finals, and that shit pisses me off. Against, it pisses me off. Against the league's favorite. dream. The league's the league's nightmare, I should say. Utah versus... Huh? Huh? Brooklyn? Milwaukee! Yeah, Utah-Milwaukee! Highest-rated series ever. Utah-Milwaukee. Yeah, so that Detroit, shit ain't happening. Go ahead, Ray. Is Detroit, San Antonio all over again? Um, let, let me stick up for Utah real quick. Number one, the most underappreciated star in the league has been passed over from Devin Booker to, to Spider Mitchell. This dude is just fantastic to watch. He is just, and if he wasn't six foot two or whatever he is, I think he'd get a lot more respect. But the kid is fantastic. He's listed at six foot. Jesus I Christ. thought it was six one, but he's go probably on. probably oh. five ten and a half. Anyway, we, yeah, like we all <laughs> said, different was this motherfucker probably spud way about this bitch. We keep we keep putting him down. <laughs> Secondly, for a team that's defensive oriented. They are a fun team to watch. They are really fun to, fun to watch. They can score the rock. They can score the rock. Mike Conley's rip, rip, uh, dipping out. Joe Ingles has perfected the left hand version of what Luca does. Right? It's really fun to watch. So I think they probably, if you're doing by percentage, have the best shot to get to the finals. But the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. Sometimes. The best team lose to the best player. And I think the best player still in the West right now is Luka Doncic. So, and that's with respect to Joker. I mean, it's like 1A, 1B. It's like 99.9 and 99.8. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like while there is no way in holy hell the Dallas Mavericks should be able to stand with the Utah Jazz as presently constituted, Luka going to go out here and act a fool and get a whole bunch of 40, 14, and 12 games, and you're going to be looking at you're gonna be looking at your stuff like Dorian Finney-Smith had 15 points? When did that happen? Maxi Kleber hit five threes? What? 
because you're just not going to see it coming and Utah will not be ready for that. So this is going to be coaching and not too many coaches can now coach Rick Carlisle. I hope you're right, man, because I don't want to see this shit again because I see parallels to when the last time Utah made the finals because the only time they made the finals in those back-to-back years in the late 90s is because everybody else had fallen off. And I, I, I see a lot of parallels with that Utah team yeah. and this Utah team because everybody else has fallen off. On, they know the who they are. Was, Go ahead. Only, I was going to say, only difference was that Utah team was old as shit. This one is really young. That's fair. But the, the, the parallel is both sure. of those teams, they, they knew exactly who they are as a team and what they're doing. Yeah. And I just don't want to see those Mellon Farmers back in the goddamn finals. That team is trash. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I don't give a damn they're the number one seed in the West. That team is trash. And I love me some Donovan Mitchell. Shout out to Donovan Mitchell. He's an outstanding player. But that team is trash, and I don't want to see them in an NBA Finals. But I'm looking at the landscape, man. We got the Lake Show up out of here. The Clippers are schizophrenic. Dallas is a one-man show. Phoenix is contingent on Chris Paul staying healthy, which, you know, this time of the year, Chris Paul's injury, that's, that's the thing now. It just is what it is. Denver is depleted. Did I forget anybody else? I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Nobody else matters because all the yeah. other teams are gone. Yeah. Yeah. So god damn it. I don't want to see it. Can, all right. Can I just say go? I'm sorry, Tony. Go ahead. I just wanted to say that the, for all we're talking about, the most interesting series, maybe for the rest of the playoffs, is Brooklyn Milwaukee. Oh yeah, I'm it's, so hyped for that. It's it is tied with the series from 1984, Utah and somebody else, with the most combined points per game from the regular season playing each other in the playoffs. Giannis and averaged best, Giannis averaged 40 a game against the Nets. And I'm not watching for points. I am looking to see how they d each other up. Sure. Because the one team that can match up with Brooklyn star to star is Milwaukee. And I'm not, I understand Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are not the level of star that James Harden and Kyrie Irving are. But Drew Holiday can guard Kyrie Irving. Chris Middleton can guard James Harden. And we all know the, the reigning defensive player of the year, John Santacupo, can – he may not be able to slow down KD, but he's going to give KD around for his money, and it's going to make KD have to defend. So I'm so hyped for that as a coordinator of other things because there are so – there are so many kind of weird kind of quirks about these other playoff series, especially in the West, contingent on injury, contingent on this or that. This is this is straight street ball. Like, put the ball on the court, my five, your five, what we doing? And that's why the and Bucks I, are going to win because they're not going to play street ball. They've been getting their shit together for three years. They got the pieces. Go ahead, Chris. They need Brooklyn it. in six. All right, well, we already discussed that. When the Bucks win the series, I'll let you know what t- uh, T-shirt I want, and you can send it to me. Um, I want hashtag journalism. You can get that hashtag journalism shirt and a bunch of other cool designs at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Again, if you, pr- if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at The Chair Shot, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content day in and day out here at The Chair Shot is is by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and picking up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. Please and thank you, thank you, and please, TheChairShot.com. Remember, we're not just a website, folks. We're a movement. I apologize, Tony. I saw my opening. Please continue. No, you're good to go, man. That's what we do here. All right, let's get out of here on this. Great. I'm glad we did this, and I am open to do this any night we're all available, and I'll find a way to get this shit up. 
because what we do here and when we get it out right away, I, I think it's excellent. You know, we're going to be there every Wednesday for you. You're going to get it Wednesday night. All of our shit is going to be on point from that day. But to get out of here today, two predictions from each of us. Who wins game six tonight, Dallas and uh, L.A. Clippers? And who wins game one tomorrow, Milwaukee and Brooklyn? I'll kick it off. I'm taking Kawhi tonight. No one's won at home. I think Luka has an off night. And we'll see what happens in game seven there. And I got the Bucks tomorrow. I think Brooke Lopez is the guy that you're going to see as the difference maker in the series. I have Luka tonight just because I'm out on the Clippers. And I think the Clippers are out on the Clippers. And everything in me wants to, wants to take the surprise punch to the, to punch of the jaw. But ultimately, the best shot maker in this series is KD. I see a last-minute shot. I see the Nets stealing game one at home, as weird as that sounds. Yeah, I'm taking Kawhi tonight. I think it goes seven. And I'm going to take the Nets in game one tomorrow at the crib with people there. I think Brooklyn will win game two, but I think the Nets win game three, and or excuse me, game one, and ultimately, again, Nets in six. And I'm that closer to my hashtag journalism t-shirt, baby. Uh, hey. Uh, do do anybody want to bet something with me for Phoenix? I mean, just no love, for, no love for the Valley. I, I want Phoenix to win, so I'm not betting against them. <laughs> I want them to win. I really right. do. I, that's my best hope against Utah at this point in time. So I want them to win, please, Chris Paul. Take your Jinga uh, Copa. Get you some goddamn fish oil. Uh, take some shots. Get Call some steroids. Go get the deer spray. Get the deer spray. Go get you some of that cryo flex that Jim Cornette be talking about. Uh, uh, get a massage. Ice it. Then put heat. Then ice it again. Do whatever the fuck you got to do, bro. We do not need Utah in the NBA Finals, and you are a last hope. Utah, Thank Milwaukee. you guys. Shut up. <laughs> Mr. Tunney, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir, as we get up out of here? You betcha. You can find me at PC Tunney on Twitter and Facebook. We appreciate everybody listening. Chairshot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming platforms, and right there on the chairshot.com. Holla at Dr. Sebi. Eat you some granola. Whatever it is you got to do, Chris. Figure it out. Rub rub your shit down with olive oil. Whatever you got to do. Chew some Flintstone vitamins. Get some children's Tylenol chewables during it. Whatever. Whatever you got to do. But Mr. Cash, let them know where they can find you, sir, and what you got going on. Uh, you can find my work Twitter at I'm a Valley Boy 69 But my burner Twitter, of course, is at It's Ray Cash. R-E-Y and Mysterio. C-A-S-H as in dollars. You might want to change that because I'm a Valley Boy 69 is going to get you a lot of the wrong attention. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I've been wondering why I've been getting some weird DMs. That makes sense. Yeah, you wonder why you got 64 dick pics in your DMs. You might want to rethink that. It's a little more that. than 64. Oh, it's a little more. Well, if it's just 64, <laughs> you could have a tournament. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to Pride Month, though, for real, man. We just we just being silly and talking shit. But stop sending dick pics to my brother Ray. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just not his particular cup of tea. Don't send you, them until I ask, okay? You heard the man. You should use that rule with <laughs> you should use that rule with sending a dick pic to anyone, by the way. Yes. 
How about this? Just don't send dick pics. They're not as sexy as you think you are. The dick is not a very attractive orifice. Dude, Jimmy. you should send, just not. send one to Amber right now and see if she comes running into the room. Yeah, I'm Somebody, not going to do that because I know better. Somebody the end of the show for that, yes. Yeah, I, I know consent, better. Consent, ladies and gentlemen, and those in between. Consent. Yes. yes. You heard the man. Consensual penis. <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat. More importantly, like I said before, make sure y'all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. Support the movement, guys and gals. TheChairShot.com. We're not just a website. We're a movement. I appreciate both of my brothers being able to come on here and talk some little shit and talk a little bit about NBA basketball. Enjoy the game this night, this evening, rather. Enjoy tomorrow's games as well as the Nets curb stomp. The Milwaukee Bucks. Man, you're going to have your tail between your legs when you're down 2-0 next Wednesday we'll be talking. And enjoy your weekend. Fuck what Tony's saying. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see y'all back here next week. Same plat time, same plat channel. Shit, this wasn't even plat time, plat channel. We'll see y'all motherfuckers back here next week. Make sure y'all tune in to Chair Shot. Until then, shalom. And they stay there, and they say yeah, and they say there. Cause all I do is win, win, win. And if you go in here, put your hands yeah. in the air, make them stay there. Ludacris going in on the verse, cause I've never been defeated and I won't stop now. Keep your hands up, get them in the sky for the homies that ain't making them my folks locked down. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.